0: What's up, mamas? Welcome to another exciting episode of Mama Life Season 2, Mama Life Plus 3, a show about the ups and downs of motherhood. I am your host, Rosie, the Haitian mama, and on today's show, we are talking about mom shaming. Alright, so I don't know who needs to hear this, but those who live in glass houses should not throw stones. Alright, so with that being said, I'm going to start this off because we are talking mom shaming and I have brought a guest here so we could tackle this issue. Let's go. All right, so let's welcome Torella to the show. Good morning, Queen. How are you? I'm rising, Queen. I am great. I am great.
1: I'm great.
0: All right, so let, let my audience in on a little bit about yourself.
1: I am Torella Ray Omania. I'm a wellness advocate. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, my sister's keepers. My brother's sanctuary. I'm here to help. And hopefully inspire healing through
0: love. That's me. (laughs) Oh, yes, queen. Oh, I like that. (laughs) All right, so let's get straight to the point here. So we are talking mom shaming. Now, let me start off by saying that, you know, being a mother is hard enough as it is. And having people, you know, talk about you because of the choices you make as a parent is not is not right. You know? you know what I'm saying? Like, I have, like, for example, like, if you're breastfeeding, people have something to say about that, too. Yeah, mm. whether or not you choose not to breastfeed. Like, if I breastfed, but if I chose not to, people would be like, oh, my God, like, why? Why didn't you breastfeed? Right, right. So what do if,
1: you I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Yes, what do you think about
1: that?: I think shaming anybody, period, I mean, it speaks more to the battle that somebody else is having, because it's, you're projecting your own expectations, your own thoughts, your own standards onto somebody else. And when you focus on being the best that you can be as a parent, you really don't have room to be looking at nobody else. Because you're finding out so much about your child, you know, and your child is also here to teach you. It's like we find what works for us. There's no perfect parent. There's no manual. Nothing. Everything is passed down, whether through love or through trauma, you know? So if a person says that someone isn't a a good mom because she doesn't breastfeed, what about the women that are not able to produce milk, that aren't able to breastfeed you know or what if she was a surrogate you know I think it's hurtful to try to shame somebody for not doing something that you may have been able to do you know it doesn't mean they are not a good mom
0: oh my god it is cause you know what you know what like when I first had my first child um, I started off breastfeeding and then I stopped only because I started working and work was mm-hmm. stressful so you know when you stress your breast supply goes down So Yes. yes. So I couldn't help. I couldn't help but stop and start feeding him formula. It was like it wasn't like I wasn't trying for him to be healthy. It was like, Mm -hmm. okay, what what do I do? My my breast supply went down. Right. And see my my boys,
1: my two boys, they're not even a year apart. My first son, they have like a few weeks where they're the same age for a little while because I had them that close together. You know? So it's like I wasn't completely finished healing all the way, so I had to actually discontinue breastfeeding because I was pregnant with my other son and it was causing me to contract, you know? So I had to stop breastfeeding. So if somebody found me during that time, you know, trying to judge, saying, why is she, she not breastfeeding anymore? Because my body said, knock it off right now. That's why. (laughs) Oh,
0: my goodness. (laughs) My son's like, my oldest
1: son, he is 10 years old. My other son just turned 10 on June 13th. He just turned 10. So my other son, July 26th, he'll turn 11. So right now they're both 10, you know. (laughs) So I went through two C-sections in that short amount of time.
0: Wow, and you know what, talking about, you know, you going through a C-section, and let's talk back about the breastfeeding, and I could totally, uh, um I could totally relate, because my sons are like a year apart, and I had to stop breastfeeding one, because I was <coughs> pregnant with my other one, so this is yeah. like relatable also, <laughs> so with the C-section, yeah. like, they shame us for having C-sections, because they claim that, you know, we should be able to push but you know what? Some people have C-sections for other reasons. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you should be mom-shaming somebody because they're having a C-section. I mean, whoever, like, I had a C-section. Like, that is the hardest thing to recover yeah. from. Yeah. The hardest yeah. thing. And for somebody to shame us for doing that, come on now. Like, walk in a person's shoes first. <laughs> it's. What I find very interesting is it's like um shaming
1: only works if you accept the invitation. You yeah, know, sure. if you like if you accept the agreement that's going insane. That's the only time I have power. So it's like whenever someone starts to mom shame or just have something negative to say anyways, it just kinda makes me feel like, Okay, do I wanna go to this party or do I not wanna go? You know? <laughs> like do I want to accept this invitation or do I not? And sometimes I'm vulnerable, tired, you know, and you might, you might have time today. You know, <laughs> you might have time to really, really tell somebody, okay, first of all, why do you even feel you have the power to speak to my situation? That you don't even know. You don't know what it takes to be the type of mom that I am. You know, it's, it's like, you don't know. I would think we would have more unity, You know, as moms, because our bodies go through so much.
0: Yes.
1: Our our emotions, our hormones. We we go
0: through a lot, a lot. (laughs) We do go through a lot. And one thing that you said was don't give them that energy, you know like be confident like if they're if they're being negative shaming you like tackle them with that confidence like don't pay them no the mind because you know what you are the best mom for your kids so they have you know they have no right to shame you so if they want to be negative be confident and say okay I'm doing this right and you know I don't have to listen to you
1: right I feel like well of course here Growing up in a Western here, you know, here in the in America, quote unquote, <laughs> um, it's it's very interesting the traditions in society, you know, those standards. Even though we can see a lot of those things trying to um, systematically be lifted for equal rights and things like that concerning women, when it comes down to doctors, you know, just for myself, I was in the military, you know, I was in the Air Force and. You are trained to think that people that outrank you or whoever, you're, you're supposed to just trust them more so, you know? So you put people in a hospital setting and you're supposed to trust the information that they're giving to you. I was in labor for 13 hours with no, med- no medication with my first son oh, wow. because I, wa- I wanted to have natural labor you know, natural birth. I didn't want any medicine or anything. So, um, but they came in and encouraged a C-section and I wasn't really educated on a lot of things that had to do with cesareans and all of those things. So I assumed that this doctor knew more about my body than I did, you know? So if I could have gone back and, and done it over, I would have pushed more for a natural birth every single time instead of listening to what I was being told. And that correlates with shame because people will often shame you for not listening to doctors when they're practicing. You know, it's not to say anything against their education, but they're practicing. No one should know your body better than you.
0: That's true. That's true. So... I allowed
1: that to kind of shame me into listening to others instead of trusting what my body was
0: saying. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely right. Because your body, like, you know your body more than, you know, anybody.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I I totally agree with that. Like, with my first son, I had a C-section. But with my second, I had a, you know, a natural birth. Only because, yeah, I told the doctor because they wanted me to have another C-section and I was like, well, can I have a natural birth because I don't want to have a C-section. <laughs> and they're like, well, um, I guess, okay. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, you, like, for, you know, people, I feel like Like, when you go to the doctors, the only thing to do is, like, speak up and ask for what you want. Because some doctors, they're not, like, they don't know. You just got to bring the thing to the surface.
1: Right. Right. So, like, kind of, it's like, still under the umbrella of shaming. It's like, how do you, have you ever been in a situation or kind of got wind of, you know, hearing someone say, oh, she doesn't work, she's just a stay-at-home
0: mom. Oh, my God, yes, yes, yes. yes. That is another part of shaming, girl, yes. (laughs) The underlying shaming, I don't like that. I don't like that either, because the truth is, like, we are working, like, I'm, ch- <laughs> girl, it's like the hardest work ever, like, I'm staying at home right now, and I'm, like, begging to go back to work, I'm like, okay, like, what do you got to do so I can get back, <laughs> because I don't get no breaks, like, you get breaks at yeah. work, like, being a stay-at-home mom, there's no breaks in it, you don't sit, you don't sit down like people think you do, like, you're
1: like mm-hmm. on the go, twenty four seven. Yes, Yes, I um, I would hear that, that you know, or you know, dad shaming. It's it, I feel it's tied up. It's tied up a lot too in the um, like gender roles. Like, oh, you're a woman, so you should be at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have children, your life is over. This yes. Is your children should be first. This is all you should be.
0: And if you focus on anything outside of your children, you're a
1: terrible mom.
0: It's like, wait, what? Yes, for real. Like, if you want to give yourself a little bit of self-care, like, why are you doing this? Like, what are your kids doing? Like, right. come on. What, what
1: I just wanted to see for myself after having my after having my second son is we have to just do what works for you your balance is not going to look like everybody else's balance. And your norm is your norm. You know, you create your own traditions on how you want to do that. Because trying to fit into what other people are doing, you, you won't ever be a good enough mom. You won't. Because it's it's circumstantial. You have to be tuned into your children to see what type of parent they may need. You know, because they're all different. One of, You know, I, I'm a very, a very affectionate well, all my children are not, like, they're not all like that, where they want to be lovey-dovey, you know, so someone could say, oh, well, why this, or why that, it's because they're all different, and you adjust accordingly, you're adjusting each day, you're learning each day, your kids are teaching you each day. That
0: that is so true, because, one of my sons, they don't like to be held a lot. And the one I, I hold a lot, you know, likes to be cuddled and stuff. So people look at me and be like, okay, why are you holding him? Like, he is so spoiled. But, you know, he likes he likes being held. Like, they're going to be small for for this little bit. Like, soon they're going to get older and they're not going to want you to hold them anymore. So, yes, I will hold them as long as I can. And if I have I'll to be, be mom shame for that, well, oh well, I'm going to hold my baby because soon they're going to be like, don't touch me, don't kiss me. Uh-uh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, our children have their own love language. Girl, I feel that because my six year old, I kiss him and he wipes my kisses off now. So I'm like, yeah. Yes. I, I read a book on it. <laughs>
1: like, I did, you know. I was like, okay. I read the book on love languages, you know, the one for adults. And then I was like, they have one for children, too. Because I'm one of those people where, as a friend and, you know, in a a relationship, you know, whatever, I want to be the best I could be. I really want to get to know you. Like, I want to know so that I can help add, you know, to your heaven, the the things that make you happy, the things that make me happy. So I was like, I want to really understand my children. You know, I want to really be able to talk to them on their frequency so i need to not try to have onto them what i think i need to know what they're thinking you know so i started to see that and um i would find myself listening to the mom shame you know like people or people that are around me don't do it because they understand you know my lifestyle and, and all of that but it's like um it's people that are not really close to me that may say things like, how you travel? Oh my gosh, you're doing all this traveling, you have kids, you're not scared, you're not this, you're not that. You know, like, shouldn't you be home with your kids? Like, why are you traveling? Or how are you able to do all that? And you have kids, like how? And it's like, that's how I'm able to. Because the moment I see that first heartbeat, I be thing into perspective for me. Mm-hmm. I did. That's when my life started. <laughs> like that's when I said, "Okay, I'm responsible for this heartbeat. No matter what, I'm responsible. I am going to either be the example in this child's life, or I'm going to be an excuse. That's what it. That's this is the talk I had with myself. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, I said, "Am I perfect? No. I won't ever be. perfect. But what I do know is." When, you, when we're blessed to become parents, and these these children, they, they um, pick us to be their parents. That's my belief. You know, it's like they choose us to be their parents. Yes, they do. They're going to, it's a partnership. We're going to be doing this together. And my life did not start nor end when I became a mom. But it put things into perspective. Like, okay, my priority list, my children are always at the top, you know. But I'm number one, because if I am not balanced, I can't give them my best self. I can't. I'm cheating them when I cheat myself. So I would hear people say all these different things, making all these different assumptions, because I wasn't in the house like they felt a woman should be. I wasn't in my place like a woman should be. So I was shamed, you know. But it's liberating for me. Now, but before I used to hate it, it used to really, really weigh on me heavy.
0: Yeah, like, but the thing is, like, we all, you know, we all have to make sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And to be mom shame for the sacrifices we're making, because I know that, you know, it's not easy for a mom to just go out there and, you know, try to support their children and, you know and try to make money so their children could live a better life like it's not easy for us like when I had to go back to work after my first one was born it was hard yeah. it was hard and yeah. <laughs> yes and to be mom for that it's like you don't know how hard it is to leave your babies like you it's something you have to do you know? Yeah. It's not like you say, okay, I'm just going to leave you. It's it's something you have to do. You look at those little faces and you're like, you know what? I'm going to make your life better. You know? No matter what anybody say, I'm going to do this. So, yes. Right. <laughs> That's how I feel about that.
1: I was like, where, where does this even come from? You know? It's like, I had to ask myself, why is it that I care so much about what people have to say concerning me as a mom that don't add to me as a mom.
0: Whew, yes, definitely. Because we're you know we're the moms here. Like anybody from out that comes from outside don't know what what we're going through like twenty four seven. Like they're not in the house with us. You know they don't know the struggles we go through through the stresses that we have to put up with, the things that we do, but yet they're like mom shaming us for, you know, for little things.
1: What I had, um, what I started to see was when I started to speak more to elders and, you know, elder women and even some of the elder men that are around me in my community, you know, also known as family, (laughs) <laughs> um, it's like mom wasn't even really a thing like with indigenous families because it was everybody's duty to help raise the youth you know it wasn't a just a mom thing it, it was a family a love thing a community thing so it's like the women were often the monarchs and the rulers you know um Of course, their husbands and they ruled with them, yes, but the women were the overseers. They weren't just sitting up in the house having babies all day yeah. if that is what they if that is what they wanted to do, but a majority of the indigenous women, more so speaking for my lineage because we've done you know done the research um great grandmothers great aunts great uncles, they helped raise those babies you know, while mom was still out handling business. So when I hear of those people that say those things, maybe that was true for your lineage and, you know, you guys, the civilization, that is the norm for you guys, but that's not the norm for my bloodline. So that's another reason why I can't really identify with what you're saying, because that's not how the women have done it on this side.
0: That is so true. And, you know, people coming from, you know, a different generation because I don't know, what what do they call us? Millennials? Depending on who it is.
1: Depending yes. on who it
0: is, yes. They'll say, Oh,
1: eighty eight or eighties, nineties, millennials, this, that I don't know. Girl,
0: it's too much. It's too much. But anyways, like we you know, <laughs> <laughs> For us, you know, coming up, you know, we're different from, you know, our parents generation. So of course when they come when they come through and they see how we're raising our kids, they're gonna mm-hmm. be like, Oh, you're doing this? That's not the way it should be done. Why are you even doing this? So, yeah, yeah. so of course, they're going to have something to say because they're not used to that when we were growing up. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, I yeah. think I we get that. shame. Yeah. Like, for example, my husband and I have tried the quiet out method. Do you know what the quiet out method is?
1: Yes, you allow. Well, okay, my understanding of it is you just allow the child to go through their emotions, their emotions, let them feel it. Let them feel it. Just allow them to feel it and just don't be attached. Don't try to taper it down. You just stand on the side and when they're they're through their wave, you talk about it. You comfort them and let them talk about it.
0: Yes. That's my that's my
1: understanding of it. But can you educate me more on it?
0: Yes, we tried that out for bedtime. Like we have tried it out with all three of our kids and we're, you know, we're starting to try mm-hmm. it out now. But some people, some people are like, "Oh my God, you let him cry that much during bedtime." <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm like, I'm like, it's, yes. it's, it worked for a first child. Like we let him cry it out. Like at first, I was like, mm-hmm. you know what, I you know us moms, like I'm like, oh my God, is he crying too much? I cannot. Right. But then I'll, start
1: coming out even more. Yeah, when they, when
0: yeah. Yeah, but then I was like, you know what? It seems to be working a little bit. You know, we might be onto something. So we we just started doing that, and people say that you know you shouldn't do that. You letting the kids cry w- way too much. Well, by people I mean my parents. I mean, <laughs> when they, girl, when they come over, we we do the Cry eye method, and the babies are just crying, and my mom is like, "Are you just gonna let the babies cry like that?" I mean, you're not even gonna comfort him and put him to sleep and pat his back. I'm like, no, mom. We're you know we're just letting him quiet out. He's gonna fall asleep eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes.
1: <laughs> so oh the- my goodness!
0: Yeah. See,
1: I I didn't I hadn't heard about it that way. So I I actually have done that with um with the with Damian. Actually, no, I didn't. Because my first son, he came home. He was sleeping through the night. Oh, like, girl, you're lucky. He, <laughs> you know what? He set me up because he knew his brother and sister was on the way. Okay? Oh, so okay, did, okay. He did, he did so easy. <laughs> you know, he slept all the way through the night. He was walking before he was one. Okay,
0: he that's what I, that means.
1: <laughs> he was potty trained before he was one. Um, My oldest son also was like talking before he was one, like oh, wow. able to instances together. Yes, like so. <laughs> I was like, okay, baby, you know, all right. And then um, my second thing was sleeping all the way through the night. All that he took a little longer on potty training. He had it. He had it down before he was two. Oh, nice. Um, my daughter, she took she took her time. She wasn't potty trained until she was two, but she was walking before she. Was one. Oh, wow. um, with my my husband has done the cry out method with my oldest because he was a lot more. He still is attached to me, but he was a bit more attached to me when he was younger. younger. And whenever my husband would take him out to the parks or wherever and I wasn't there. Oh, yeah. He, he didn't like it. He would throw fits. Oh, no. He, <laughs> he sent me a video and my son's face was like cherry red. Aww. And he was he was screaming like Where is my mom? Like what are <laughs> you doing? Yeah, this is the park No, Where where is mom? Like what are we doing? And so um he just let him do it. He was like, I'm just gonna let him scream. He's like, I'm gonna let him sit here and cry and he had sat down on the ground. <laughs> kicking, like over it. And he just let him do it.
0: Yes, sometimes he was, like, that's yeah. what you gotta do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes that is what you got to do. Like seriously, it has worked. Like I'm like, yeah, it works. They really go to sleep. Now all of them go to sleep at eight. So <laughs> nice. So I didn't listen to the mom shammers because you know what? Now I get a break at eight o'clock at night.
1: <laughs> listen, that's, that's an amazing schedule. that's when the babies are in school I like to try to keep them on a schedule like that where it's like by 8, everyone has for sure had their dinner had their baths, their showers had done their meditation like it's time for bed
0: oh wow you do meditation with your kids? oh you know what I'm gonna do that, that is so nice
1: yes I do yeah I like to incorporate my babies in talk And as much as I can, almost everything that I'm that I'm doing, because I feel like if I'm really committed to it like that, then my kids are going to need to be there.
0: Yes. And I think that's a good thing. That's a Mm -hmm. great, great thing. And back to the mom shaming things. Yes. Like people will shame you for anything like the kind of shame that she always has her kids yes girl like why her kids always around but why she always with them yes but you were just shaming me because I wasn't I didn't have my kids around yes how about the people
1: okay so concerning vaccination some people were shaming oh my goodness vaccinated they haven't been vaccinated are your kids vegan you're shamed if your kids eating chicken and you're a vegan like listen i give my baby choices like i'm not gonna i've introduced it to them for sure you know, but I didn't come out the womb vegan, like, my mom, you know, I was in her belly, whatever she was eating was coming to me, okay, <laughs> yes, and, and she definitely was eating some neck bones with some, listen, okay, yeah. so, you know, it's not good. Like oxtails, all that, so it's not like, definitely not gonna shame because of that, but it's like, people have
0: said that, oh, you're vegan but your daughter eats fish because she likes fish. Yes. (laughs) Like, kids will eat whatever they like. Like, just because you're a vegetarian, don't mean... Or vegan, don't mean your kids have to eat whatever you eat. Like, kids... Kids have a mind of their yeah. own, believe it or not Yes, Well like, yeah. you're not here to rule your children Like let them be <laughs> They have a mind of their own and they will tell you no So those who have kids could relate Like kids will let you know Uh-uh, I don't like this, this is nasty I'm not gonna eat it, you eat it Like they will let you know They'll keep you honest <laughs> They'll
1: they be honest. honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and then I realized that, like, when I I'm in Whole Foods and I'm like, everything in here is not organic. Like everything, and even if it's like everything in here is not like not GMO. Like you know, I had to really start rationalizing the shame because people would be going wild in my DMs. Because oh my when I god! Started, when I first started my Instagram page, it was private. You know, I had more pictures of my family and things like that. And I was like, no, this is kind of allowing too much access. You know, people screenshot or whatever. Then they start in the DMs. Oh, my God. Um, That's crazy. I just seen you. I seen you getting a smoothie. Oh, my God.
0: Eating chicken nuggets? I'm like,
1: yes, she likes
0: chicken nuggets. <laughs> yes, she got a life too. She got to live. My Let God. her live. <laughs> right. You know, it's like
1: people can find anything to shame, but mom shaming i it has to be the most cruel. And It is of course, the most I'm cruel. I'm, I'm a mom
0: and I just, I take it to heart. Yeah, it's Even the most about Me, I take it to heart i'm like no
1: no no you don't know her
0: struggle you don't know you don't don't know what she's been through and i think everybody who's mom shaming like if you're a mom and you see somebody mom shaming somebody else defend them because you don't know what they're going Mm -hmm. through like there could be a reason why they're just you know giving their baby formula there could be right. a reason why they're not breastfeeding. There could be a reason why they allow their baby to have screen time for however long.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I've got some people say, like, um, my boys should have cell phones. They're like, why don't they have phones? I have a phone. Why do they need a
0: phone? <laughs> Girl, and I'm like, who are they going to call, though? They always with me. <laughs> yeah, like, who they gonna call? Like, if they're not calling me or their dad, like, who they're gonna call? Like, how many of them? Or are... their nana. It's
1: like, you know. Mm-mm.
0: Like, who they're gonna talk to? <laughs> right.
1: And I get it. You know, some some parents, you know, some moms allow their children to have phones. I've seen a lot more of my um, my mom friends allow their daughters to have phones. I've seen that where they allow their daughters to have phones because their daughters, um, know how to, I don't want to say communicate better, but they're, they communicate easier. You know, they're more detailed in their communication, but their sons, they rather for their sons to communicate with them in a different way. It's very, it's very interesting. I've, you know, kind of walk, watched on the outside that, you know, their daughter's
0: having
1: phones, their son's not
0: having phones. And I just kind of go, hmm, Yeah, because I have sons, so I can't really relate. And I have both. Yeah. Oh, you have a daughter, too. My daughter's the youngest, and my boys are both. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's, like, different between a girl and a boy sometimes. Like, boys are, like, more, you know, more laid back. Like, they don't talk much. (laughs)
1: Right, my oldest son, he's he's very laid back. My second son, he he is vocal. Now Santana, he's gonna he gonna tell you.
0: <laughs> gonna oh, it's say. the second ones, girl. It's the second ones. It's always oh, the second one. He gonna tell you now. <laughs> it's, it's the second ones. Trust me, it's always the second. <laughs> my Tana, that's my warrior. My my warrior
1: spirit right there. He's like yeah he ready and my daughter she's very observant but she's she knows how to express it (laughs) you know yes she 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 talks it out yeah she talks it out um you know because I um get shamed for asking my kids what their opinion about some things you know I'll be like well what do you think baby and I've heard people say, "Why are you their kids?
0: Why are you asking them?" You know opinion? what? You know You're what? To, you know. Yeah, I could relate because you know I do the same thing. Like I ask my kids, you know, what they want, what they want for dinner, or I would yes, ask them what, what, you what they want, they to want eat. for just, breakfast. So I, I feel like you sure. have to communicate with them because they're people too. Mm-hmm. Like, and don't I want them to eat. I want them to enjoy eating. Yes, don't forget that they're people. Don't say they're just kids. Like, I want them to communicate with me. So if something happened, they could come to me and communicate. You know what I'm saying? If you don't talk to your kids every day, if you keep saying they're kids, they're kids, they're not going to come to you.
1: Right, and that's not what you want. The the biggest thing that I have heard even um, from... I wouldn't I would yeah in the community generational. I would say probably like my gigi she was 104 before she transitioned. And then my um I would say like my elder aunts, they are very uh, old school when it comes to some things. And they will say that to me, you know, like um why are you asking them about this or they are you know they believe that some some children are um to to be seen and not
0: heard oh my god know?
1: yeah um, you know like out of grown folk conversations like stuff like that and then i had a, i had to have a talk with my aunt because i found myself becoming angry with her and it was kind of starting to turn into some resentment you know and um i said well just like animals you know. They may not know how to talk, but they have souls, they have feelings, like and they matter too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, so first you have to you have to see that we are connected and have compassion for all living things that are around us. You know. I was like in two, children are a part of us. You know, so if you haven't really dealt with your inner child, you're not gonna want to hear from another child speaking. saying they like this and they like that in the actual form if you haven't dealt with your inner child and it's like our relationship changed for the better after that talk and she stopped shaming and started asking more questions you know like oh you ask them if they want to have this for dinner or you ask them to help well how did you start not allowing them to be afraid I started to see that a lot of her tradition was in fear. Yes. You know, she was afraid to have kids in the kitchen, you know, so they didn't really allow kids to help cook or, you know what I'm saying? It was, like, fear that was driving these, these behaviors.
0: These shamers. Like, yeah, these shamers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Like, they're afraid of, you know, like, Okay, if you're not breastfeeding, what people might think. I think people shame people because of their own, you know, insecurities. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, so that's, you know, we're going to end this a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, that's why I think people shame people. And thank you so much, Queen, for discussing this with me. This was a great topic. You know, it needed to be said. It needed to be heard. (laughs) And yes. yes. And do you have anything you want to promote?
1: Well, first, I want to do my due diligence and I just want to tell you thank you for this opportunity. Time is a gift. So thank you for your time. And yeah, thank you for communing with me. And um, we have. All of the things that I'm doing, uh, Terrell we have Hervey M, um, which is an amazing brand that is on the rise. We have, we're starting to have everything for everyone, for kids, adults, unisex. So just come to the site, www.heri-m.com and see what we have on the site. We're adding new things to the catalog all the time. Uh, we also was blessed to have one of our sets worn in Janae's I'm Trying to Smoke video, which aired on 420. Um, you can see the blue set being worn by an amazing actress and model Ooh, in, the, in, the, in the music video. Um, we also will be launching Holistic Maven in the winter time, which will have holistic teas and oils and candles, um, you know, for your temple to help you stay balanced. We will have healing crystals. We will we'll have all kinds of things for Holistic Maven and so much more to come. Um, next on the horizon, I also have crowns and temples where we will have bundles and um, raw Indian um, lace fronts and all that stuff. So we're just growing. So stay tuned in with me on uh, Instagram with O is an Oscar. T-E-R-R-E-L-L-A-O You'll be able to find me So thank everybody so much And love and light to everybody
0: Yes, and thank you so much Queen, and let me just say this Moms, let's raise Each other up And remember Real queens Fix each other's crowns And we are out (laughs) All right, time for the Kids Say the Darnest Things segment. Okay, do your kids say the darnest things? Well, mine do, and I'm lucky enough to write it down. All right, so today we were all in the car, and I was like, okay, so I have car lotion, which means that, okay, I have lotion that's in the car so we could pull on whenever we, we you know, whenever we need to. So my son was like, Car lotion? Wow, car lotion are for cars that are ashy. Alright, time for the inspirational quote of the day. Let's get inspired. Okay, so this quote is from Marissa Hermer and it states, As moms, we are in it together, raising the future. We are a tribe of future makers. Let's support each other. Alright, thank you so much for listening to Mama Life Season 2, Mama Life Plus 3. And remember, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and share with your other mom friends, with parents, and with anybody that's thinking about raising kids. And remember ladies, take care of each other, and most importantly, take care of them kids. Peace out.